another episode of QI Views. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And we have a very special guest tonight with us. Uh, guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Awesome, yes. Um, my name's London Carter. I am the CEO and co-founder of Lane London. We are a wedding dress rental company that's based here in Atlanta, Georgia. We provide women the ability to rent their wedding dress instead of purchasing it. And so we're basically taking the clothing as a service business model and bringing that to the bridal industry. Thanks I love it. <laughs> thanks thank for you me. for yeah, thanks for coming no, on the show. I'm, I'm super excited for you to be on the show. My former coworker, because she has recently left where we were working together, but she introduced us and I'm just really, really grateful because I mean, uh, London and I had a conversation maybe a few weeks ago, and it was just, like, really, really great. And I was thinking, oh, she has to come on the show. So I'm glad that we got you here. Me too. I'm so excited. It was a really nice conversation that you and I had. I mean, like you said, we didn't know each other, and I think we talked for, gosh, almost a good hour. So I'm yeah. so happy to be here and uh, share share all my experiences and about Lane London with your with your audience. Awesome. Well, before we get into the episode, we're actually going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So what are you doing? I know you're listening to this podcast and we appreciate you for doing that. However, we need you to do us a little bitty favor. We need you to go to iTunes and tell us if you like us. Tell us how much you like us on a scale from one to five and give us a good comment. We would love you forever for it. Thanks, boo. And we're back. Like I said before, I am super excited to talk to you because I really feel like if I would have known about your store when I was going through the bridal shopping process, that's where I would have basically started and stopped. So hopefully someone else listening, especially in the Atlanta area, you make your way to Lane London. So usually like we start our episodes or conversations with like, how did you get into the wedding industry, all that. But I want to kind of like take a step back and ask you like, how was your dress shopping process? Like when you went to find your wedding gown? So my husband and I um, got married in September of 2014. So not too long ago. Um, my bridal shop experience actually was non-existent. So I made the decision early on to wear my grandmother's dress. I knew my mom had it. Um, it's, you know, it was very old, but you know, the fabric was just gorgeous. And um, I wanted to be able to take that and create a more modern dress. Lo and behold, if I would have known how excruciating and expensive that process is to create a dress from scratch, I would have definitely gone <laughs> bridal shopping because um, it landed up being probably three times what I wanted to spend on a dress. Um, I never, I didn't grow up, you know, with this whole image of this whole fairy tale wedding and dress shopping. So for me, it was like, oh, great. I have my grandmother's dress. I'll make that into my own and we're done. And it just wasn't that. So a little bit different than that traditional bridal shopping experience but um, still was something that I probably wouldn't do again. I probably would just succumb to the dress shopping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I like that. That's a good, unique story, though. <laughs> and I would have thought that it would have been cheaper to go that route, you know, because there's so many brides out there who actually go the route of having their dress created or made, you know? So, but I guess when you think about things, 
it really is very expensive. You know, I think you have Pinterest and you have all of social media and you can like take all these different ideas of what you want your dream dress to look like. And so when I took all of that, all of those photos to this, this seamstress and told her what I wanted, she gave me a number and I was like, okay, that's a little bit more than I wanted, but it's doable. But that number kept going up and up and up because as the dress got completed into what I told her I wanted, I didn't necessarily like certain things and I wanted her to change it. And, you know, it was just, it was just a lot. And, um, it, it became just this whole ordeal and it was like too much money was put into it to stop. Um, so I just had to keep going keep going. And yeah, so. Well, okay. So. Starting off on a positive note. (laughs) (laughs) Well, prior to you creating Lane London, what were you doing prior to this? Yeah, so I uh, I worked in corporate America. Um, so I worked in diversity and inclusion for a Fortune 500 company um, here in Atlanta, and I always saw myself as that corporate nine to five girl. You know, the goal is that six figure income. You know, shatter the glass ceiling. You know, do you know do all those things in a stable environment. But yeah, I mean, I went. While I was working in corporate in my corporate job, I was in grad school and I took some entrepreneurship courses. And, you know, I just realized that, you know, I wanted more than just kind of that whole kind of climbing the corporate ladder and, you know, being in a job for five years and going to the next and kind of that whole like cutthroat and really just working for someone else. Um, I wanted to be able to be my own boss. And so it was about three years ago since um, I had decided to kind of really pivot my purpose from being this kind of badass in corporate America to kind of trying to be this badass uh, entrepreneur. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Love it. So why did you create London? I love this question because I, I get asked this all the time and they're like, well, why did you start Lane London? It's so different than like, you know, what you used to do. And I just say, why not? Like, why not? Like, you know, it's something that my business partner and I always say, and it's actually now become one of our marketing slogans is men do it. So why shouldn't women? So men have been running their tuxedos since, you know, we can remember. Um, right. so why don't women with their wedding dress? It's, it's kind of one of those things that when you think about it, you're like, oh, wait, that doesn't exist. Um, and that's usually what men, men say when, when I tell them that I own a wedding dress rental company and I own the only one in the United States. And they're like, wait, women don't already do that? And yeah, so it was, it was really, you know, my business partner and I, we created it out of a necessity uh, for other brides. And then just based on our experiences, my experience creating a dress from scratch wasn't, you know, what I thought it was going to be. My business partner, you know, her parents are older and her and her fiance were planning the wedding and paying for themselves. So, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. And so it was kind of one of those things where we both wanted something, but in order to obtain it, we had to spend thousands of dollars. And it was something that we were only going to wear once. And, you know, for us, this wasn't an option, but we are, you know, so excited that we've been able to make this an option for brides now. So say that one more time. You're the only bridal rental shop in yeah, the brick and mortar. Yeah. So an actual physical location that you can go to that specializes in wedding dress rentals. I mean, still, even when I say it now, I mean, we're the only one in the United States. Now there are a handful. And when I say handful, maybe one or two um, that have, you know, a corner in their, in their traditional boutique that they have rental dresses, but 
they're usually outdated, either consigned or, you know, when we talk about wedding dress rentals from us, we're talking 21, 2020, 21 couture dresses that you're going to see on the runway in Bridal Fashion Week that you're going to see at, you know, these high-end boutiques. So, you know, you're not renting, you know, your grandma's dress or a dress that you'd find at Goodwill. You're renting the dress that you'd see on the cover of a magazine. I love all of that. <laughs> Definitely. So for those that are listening, can you kind of take us through the Lane London experience? So for those that are trying to like process this, like you're a bride and you're in need of a dress and you step into Lane London. So just kind of like take us from there. Yeah. So we are all about from day one experience over ownership. So it, the experience, I think, is something that not just millennials, but I think just people in general have really learned to come to embrace over the last, you know, five to seven years, really since, you know, the Airbnb kind of kind of started it to be able to travel all around the world and not have to spend thousands of dollars on a hotel. And you have these amazing experiences or, you know, rent the runway. They, they've been a huge uh, part of, you know, how we structure our business, being able to have this closet in the cloud and wear this, you know, Hervé Legere dress to an event without having to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And so experience has become something that I think people are just used to now. Um, and so when you're telling someone, hey, in order to have the experience that you want for your big day, you have to spend two, three, you know, four, sometimes even $10,000 on something that you're going to wear for a few hours. Well, how is that different than the experiences that these companies like Airbnb and Rent the Runway have created for other aspects of your life? So I think, you know, for us, that experience from the moment that the bride you know, clicks on our social medias, on our Instagram or on our website, she's seen women on there that look like her. So that was something that we decided, you know, really early on is not to have just your traditional model digital assets on our website where you're scrolling through and you're seeing, you know, tall, skinny models wearing all, all of our inventory. We decided to have real brides to showcase real women who look like us and, you know, dress like us and, and are, are the sizes and that are embracing their curves. And so from that experience online digitally, all the way to when you walk in our door, you're receiving the level of experience that you would receive or hope to receive at any of these bridal boutiques across America. Um, we've been told that our experience is better than, I mean, I'm not going to call anyone out because, you know, I don't want to do that, but the experience is much better than any other boutique that in Atlanta that they've gone to. Um, whether that's being able to take photos, you know, Ashley, I know we talked about this. There's a lot of boutiques that don't even allow you to take photos of the dresses that you try on. It's, it, to me, that's just mind boggling. Um, right. Yeah, from that to, you know, you have an hour to try on dresses and you can only try on dresses for that hour. And if you don't find your dress in that hour, then you need to make a decision or that's it. Um, they don't allow reappointments. They, you know, it's that that's not what the experience should be for for a woman who is looking for that dress for her, her big day. And so we really make sure, you know, we have over 150 five star Google reviews that we are so proud of because we've been able to interact with some really amazing women and their families to be able to show them what this experience, what we believe this experience should look like for them. That is so <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you have your, you know, champagne. We, you know, no matter if you're 
um, a bride that's just looking for her dress or a bride that's ready to say yes to the dress, you get champagne, you get, you know, to choose your own radio station when you get there. You have, uh, most of the time you have the boutique to yourselves. So we do try and do one-on-one -on -one appointments with our stylists. Um, and we really try and make sure that you feel like a queen. Like you feel like you're going in there and, you know, we're, we're providing you an experience so you can say yes to your dream dress, but not only say yes to your dream dress, but be able to capture those moments, whether that's putting that on social media or, you know, having, you know, cry out with your maid of honor or your mother-in-law. We want you to be able to experience that without having to feel rushed and feel like you have to get out of there an hour and you have to spend $5,000 or you're not going to get this experience. That is amazing. I I love that for so many reasons. We talked about the whole like shopping experience. I know Tania is about to kind of ask that. So I'll let Tania go because I'm, I'm sure <laughs> we're about to like open that candle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is the difference between the reality of bridal gown shopping and the expectation of it? You know, that's a really great question. I, I think it's a question that all brides should ask themselves before they start the process. What are my expectations from the bridal gown shopping experience? Whether that's, I want to go to three boutiques and, you know, from those three boutiques, I want to find something or, you know, we have brides who go, you know, go to every single boutique in Atlanta and then they go up to Kleinfelds in New York. And so what are you like, what are your expectations, not only for you, but also think about your bride squad or whoever you want to bring with you to these appointments. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, people don't realize or, or brides don't realize, like it's a huge responsibility to be a part of, you know, a bride's big day, um, both financially and with your time. And so, you know, take into consideration the people that you want to be there for those special moments and, you know, make sure that you, you keep, you know, you keep their, their time's valuable too and their energy and things like that. And so we get brides who, you know, we're their third stop and they, you know, on a Saturday and they still have two more shops to go to and the people that they're with, their maid of honor and their mom, they're literally, ex they, they look exhausted and drained because they've seen their, you know, loved one try on sometimes hundreds of dresses and they're just like, pick a dress. And it's just like, you want this experience to be grandiose, but sometimes it can get really overwhelming, not just for the bride, but also for the people that you're with. And that can also lead to uh, purchasing the wrong dress because you know, there may be people that say, oh yeah, that dress looks great. You know, just that looks great. Let's go with this one. Um, and there may be some regret there, you know, later on down the road. Um, I think there is such thing, and I like to tell brides this, there is such thing as being too, having too many options. Um, we, you know, something that we decided early on was not to have more than 200 dresses in our boutique at a time. If you can't find a dress within the 200 that we've carefully curated and selected, then there's another situation that's going on there. Um, because we have brides that, <laughs> we have brides that come in, they've been to Kleinfelds in New York, they've been to all of the top boutiques here, and they say that the selection that we have in our boutique is like nothing they've seen in other stores. So, for us, that's, that's such a huge compliment because we really do work hard to make sure that, you know, you're not seeing the same designers and the same styles and dresses that you would see in the other boutiques that you visit. And so I just tell brides, you know, think about what you want. Think about who you want to be there and really ask yourselves, like, what do you want out of this experience? 
Very nice. So my next question kind of sort of ties into that. How do you actually select a gown to be rented? Yeah, so kind of like you said, what I just kind of went into. So we work with um, five different designers. Um, each designer has different guidelines and regulations on, you know, what dresses can be rented and which ones um, cannot. So to kind of like back up with that, in addition to being able to rent your wedding dress, we understood early on that it was a new concept. So we wanted to introduce something called a bridal buyback program. And what this does, this allows women who aren't necessarily sure if they're ready to rent their wedding dress to be able to purchase a brand new dress from us and then they have 72 hours after their wedding to decide whether or not they want to keep the dress or they can bring it back to us and get up to 40% of their money back. So that gives Ooh. them ease of mind that, okay, I'm not really sure about renting, but you know, I do want to save some money. And I tell you, we've had maybe one or two brides actually keep the dresses. We've had brides who are adamant. They're like, oh, I know I'm going to keep it. And we literally get a call the night of their wedding saying, oh, my God, I had such a great time. I got amazing pictures, but I'm ready to give this dress back. I want that, you know, extra $700 for my honeymoon. And so it's, it's more like a psychological thing for them to just say, okay, I think I want to rent, but I'm not sure. So that allows us to work with some really amazing designers who, you know, don't necessarily want us to rent out their brand new collections. Then in that case, we sell those dresses to the brides. And then if they decide that they want to give that dress back, we'll purchase it back from them. And then that dress then goes into our rental inventory for other brides to enjoy. Um, it all ties back to that whole experience over ownership. We want, you know, these gowns are gorgeous. You know, we, we take really good care of the, the dresses. Um, and these are really quality gowns, the beadwork, everything from the beadwork to the lace to just the materials that we uh, purchase. These gowns deserve to be used more than once. Um, that's the best way to put it. These gowns don't, you know, I, I hate seeing them just go into a box. I think about, you know, my grandmother's dress even, you know, I spent all that money on it. And then I had to spend another $250 to get that dress dry cleaned and put into this weird box that you can kind of see, you know, I don't know. Those, you know what I mean? Those boxes are a little creepy because it just like has the dress right there, like showcased. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> these dresses, you know, are, are works of art. And they deserve to be used more than once. And so we, you know, some women like to keep them, but a lot of times women are like, oh my God, I had a great time. I want another woman to have a great time in this dress. So I have a follow-up question. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. When these women return the dresses, have you ever like received a dress that was damaged? And I don't want to say damaged, like the whole thing, you know, like you have to just actually throw the dress away but like damage to the point where like what were you doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or like they feel like some wine on the dress like has that ever happened yeah so you know from from the get-go we do explain to them you know they they sign a contract um you know it's similar to if you rent a car if you rent a car and you bring it back with you know a few nicks on it or you know you spill something inside you know, you're maybe charged, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatnot. So like if, if there is something on there that we need to, that's going to charge that our dry cleaner is going to charge us more. The bride knows that she'll be charged an additional, you know, $75, a hundred dollars additional dry cleaning. Now we have had cases um, where we had one dress who 
it looked like she had gone through Tough Mudder. You know what Tough Mudder is? <laughs> it looked like she'd gone through like a Tough Mudder course. The, the whole like maybe six inches of the bottom of the dress were just covered in mud and like red Georgia clay. And, you know, she, she knew when she brought it back that it was, it was going to, you know, have to, she was going to have to pay more. And she was totally fine with it. And, and, you know, it came out. So something that I tell brides all the time, we, we choose very high-end dresses because these dresses are not only durable and, you know, not only long lasting, but like, I mean, they, they can withstand all of the elements. Um, and so, you know, she paid a little bit more extra for dry cleaning and the dress was, you know, within a couple of weeks was back on the floor for another bride to enjoy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so what sizes of gowns do you provide? Yeah. So we consciously decided to provide sizes from zero all the way up to 32. Mm. So we, we decided early on that we want to just purchase samples meaning, you know, purchasing like a size eight and a size 10 or, you know, a size four and a size 12, you know, we wanted to make sure that when a bride came in, no matter what shape, size, height, whatever she was, there was something, not just something in there, but there were multiple gorgeous dresses that she would feel confident and sexy in it. And we didn't have to pin the dress in front of her and, you know, hold the back and that she didn't, you know, we didn't have to send her to the way far corner of the boutique where we had three dresses in her size. And that was all that she was able to try on. And if she couldn't fit in one of those ball gowns, then, you know, she was out of luck. We knew we did not want that to be the experience. We wanted brides, especially, you know, brides in Atlanta who I feel like Atlanta brides embrace their curves more than any other brides in the United States. Uh But I think women want to be able to show off what they got. And so, you know, we have mermaid gowns, we have ball gowns, we have any type of dress that you want in any size that you want. It also helps us, especially, you know, now, you don't want to bring up the C word, the COVID-19, but now that we, you know, are kind of in this period where it's, there's this uncertainty about shipping and ordering dresses from overseas, we don't have that issue because we have dresses in multiple sizes already in our boutique ready for brides. Once this is over with brides can come to our boutique and they don't have to worry about, is my dress going to come from, you know, China or from, you know, India or wherever in time because of everything that's going on with COVID-19. And so, you know, that's something that I think is really going to be beneficial to us once we're able to leave our houses um, and, you know, get brides back on our schedule is that we have dresses in stock ready for them. If they were supposed to get married in March and now they're getting married in October, they can have that dream dress because if they go to a regular boutique in July or August and they tell them that their wedding was rescheduled to October there is no way that they're going to be able to get that dress in time and they'll tell them that and so you know I think for us we want to be there for those brides that have already had to deal with a bunch of stuff going on that was out of their hands um, and be able to tell them yes you don't have to compromise style for affordability you don't have to compromise because of you know this pandemic that is going on we are here for you and we have something that will make you feel just as sexy as you would if you purchased that dress a year ahead of time. I love that so, so, so much. Um, and I mean, when we were talking earlier, I told you how, I know I'm not the only one, like you, you kind of have this idea of like, you're, 
you're going to like see a certain designer or see a certain dress and then you go into the store and because you're bigger than a size eight or 10, you only have a handful of like samples try on. And even if they try to fit you in the 10 or the 12 or the 14, sometimes they don't fit. Um, even like trying to throw the crepe in the back to kind of like, you know, clip you up and, send you back out so like your friends or your mom or whomever that you brought with you can see you're just kind of feeling like okay I look like you know <laughs> busted can <laughs> you know just like in this dress it fits so badly I look horrible there's only like a handful of options for me you just start to feel like really really discouraged so I love the fact that you provide such a range because there. Like, there's so many of us. We are in all different sizes. We all deserve. And it doesn't, like, the thing that I can't stand is, like, when a a shop wants to say that, you know, like, oh, you know, we we have, you know, like, gowns for, like, the curvy girls or something. (laughs) And then you look and it's, like, up until, like, maybe size 18 or, like, all of the bigger size gowns all have like the same look or they're the same silhouette. And it's like, no, there might be a girl who wants just the column dress, like give her a column dress or give her like, she doesn't have to be in a ballroom gown, you know, like there. Yeah. There's a lot. Right. I I think that's also why we've seen the rise of a lot of direct to consumer bridal brands, because if you already have difficulty going into a regular store to purchase, you know, jeans or something and you get stared at or they don't have your size, why would you do the same thing at a bridal boutique? And so I think with direct to consumer brands that allows women to say, okay, I can see which companies carry my sizes. I can look and I can see their Instagram and their social media or, or photos and I can get something there. But then what's missing from that is that experience. So now they're, they found a dress in their size that hopefully looks good on them. They're getting that. It's in a brown box. They open it, they put it on. Okay, great. But you're missing that whole you know, experience of going into a boutique, you know, having your mom cry, you know, crying, you know, too, and things like that. And you shouldn't, just because you're a different size than what society says you should be, you shouldn't have to compromise and settle for something else. And so that's something that's, you know, I think my diversity and inclusion side kind of comes in there and that that whole thing. But, um, you know, it's something that I'm super passionate about because I think it's important because, you know, 99% of America looks differently than what you're seeing on covers of magazines or on the runway. And we have to be able to represent that and represent it in a way that actually does justice to these women, not just saying, you know, you carry side, you know, things for curvy women, and then you have a ball gown, and then that's it. So exactly. So why do you think brides don't rent their wedding gowns? Um, you know, I don't think it's that they don't want to. I just don't think they know it's an option. Um, mm. Like to go back to what I said, I mean, this is a rather new concept. You know, the wedding industry as a whole really hasn't evolved at all. Um, we're just really starting to see, like, like I mentioned, direct to consumer brand. Um, I mean, for the longest time, the knot was really it. 
I mean, that's where you, you went to create your list and to create your registry. And so now you're seeing, you know, Zola and, you know, wedding, other wedding registries and, and, you know, other unique companies pop up. You're seeing, you know, companies like Black Tux and, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot more direct to consumer when it comes to the bridal industry. I think the wedding dress mm -hmm. is still starting to evolve, but we're, we're getting there. Um, and so, you know, I just think it's something that is still pretty new. I mean, I talk to women of all different ages, ethnicities, socioeconomic backgrounds, and they're like, um, yes, sign me up. Where do I go? Um, so it's, it's not that they don't want to do it. I just think, you know, that whole stigma of like renting is completely gone. That was shut out by Airbnb, by Uber, by Rent the Runway. People are okay with renting, whether it's, you know, be for sustainability reasons or to save money or just to be smart about what they do with their money. Um, they're completely okay with it. Makes sense. <laughs> Should brides rent their gowns online versus coming into the store first? I think I kind of answered that a little bit, but I'm, I'm also pretty biased because we have a brick and mortar. Um, I, you know, to each their own. Um, one thing that we learned really early is we aren't going to try and fight for the bride who doesn't want to rent or is okay with buying her dress online. Um, we know who our bride is kind of from the get-go. Um, and so there are brides out there who renting on or getting their dress, whether it's renting it or purchasing it online, that's, they're completely okay with that. Um, and, you know, honestly, like me, like, like I said, you know, I wasn't this bride who, you know, always dreamt of having this experience of going to, you know, a bridal boutique with her friends and stuff. I probably, if, if it was an option, I probably would have done that too. And I think that it really just depends on you and, and what's, what's, right for your personal situation and that could be either financially or, or you know personally or whatever it is um i don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing but i think you just have to do what's right for you and what you feel like you do i don't think that we the industry has evolved enough for it to be completely online i think women still want to come and have the experience if not the bride the younger bride but her mom she wants to go she wants to be there this is what she's dreamt of Especially if she's paying for that dress, she wants to be there. She wants to get her pictures and she wants to have her cry. And so, um, you know, I think, I think we still need to have brick and mortars. I think it's, they have to evolve into, into something different than what they are today. But I think it's crucial and for the bride. I completely agree. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine just buying a, buying or renting a dress online without trying it on first like no even like going into the different shops or whatever and they say like oh yeah we have this dress in another color but we can't show you what that other color is but you can buy it if you want no like not going to do that so and then you have the poor brides who, you know, really want that Haley Page or that Vera Wang dress and they find it on an Asian website that they can get in China for $29.99 and then they order that and they have no backup plan. We, we see this sadly all the time. They have no backup plan and it gets there and it's just not, not the same color, not the same anything. And it's devastating. We've... We've oh actually, we've actually given really, really deep discounts to women because we just felt so bad for a couple um, where it was just, they brought, we were like, just bring in the dress that you got and we'll take a look at it and see maybe our operations lady can, you know, do something to it. And it was bad. It was really bad. 
It's um, crazy because <laughs> I actually looked online one time and I was like, ooh, <laughs> I like these prices. Okay. Right? I just have to, you know, order it maybe like eight months or nine or, you know, however many months in advance. And I only paid $300. Okay. <laughs> but, but now that you're saying this, never mind. <laughs> well, and, and that, so the, the fabrics can also be different, but also when you're taking a dress from, so if you see a dress, and this is just some advice for women who are looking online to find a good deal. If you see a model in a dress that's a size four, like it's size two or four, and the company is telling you that they can make that dress for you in a size 18 or a 20 for that same price, run. And the reason why I tell you that is the way that you structure a dress for a size two or a four is completely different than you're gonna, the way you're going to structure and size a dress for a size 18 or 20. Fabric's going to be different. The boning, the structure, everything's going to be different with the dress. And so if the person is literally taking that pattern of the two, four and just running it through a machine or, or whatnot to create a size 18 or 20, guarantee you it's not going to be the same dress and so that's why it's really important for brides to understand you know who the designer is that you're working with or who the bridal boutique is that you're working with to make sure that you get the dress that you're paying for i think that's really good advice because i know for the frugal brides out there like that's very important to know i feel like you'll save them the stress you'll save them lots of money just by that advice and so thank you for that (laughs) <laughs> and if you're a frugal bride, we got you. We have, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but we got dresses from ranging from $199 to rent, you know, into like the 400, 500s that, that look great. I mean, if, if that's your budget, that's your budget. And you're not going to have to settle for something that is janky. I mean, we have some really gorgeous dresses that, you know, are within that price point. So please just come to us first. And then if you don't find anything there, then take your search back online and I'll pray for you. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I didn't even know people were like buying or doing the whole, like having someone out in Asia, like make their dresses until my coworker told me that that's what she did. And she, I think paid like a hundred something. And then when the dress came, She still had to get it altered, like, another, like, 200-something dollars. And, I mean, that was, like, five, six, I think, so years ago. So, it was kind of like that, uh, that one, there was this one style that was, like, super popular, I feel, a few years ago, where, like, it was very, like, ruched. (laughs) I don't even know if that's the right type of word, but it was, like, sweetheart neckline with, like, a sash, and then kind of, like different type of tier type uh, of room. Oh yeah. 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 But I mean, from what she told me, like her whole wedding was very like DIY, very cheap. So, but <laughs> I didn't even think like that was a thing. Like what? You found a pattern and then had somebody <laughs> all the way out there make your dress girl. <laughs> yes. That's and scary. those prices, those prices will get you, especially if you're frugal. Yeah. I'm frugal, but I'm also like, I don't trust stuff. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, this is cheap, but it's cheap because it's like, I can't, like, like, it's 
yeah gonna fall off me you know like when i get into <laughs> something or like it's not gonna be completely sewn together or something or like there's not gonna be like a, a something missing or something. yeah yeah, yeah there's cool something right missing. just like if you get something at h&m or you know i hate just throwing out names but if you get something like h&m or um what's the other forever 21 be like, like bcbg material that thing's gonna fall apart in two seconds. And so yeah. like you can we tell brides all the time when they're like, Oh, a rental dress is nine hundred dollars, like a rental dress is a thousand dollars. But you're not gonna you yeah, you can go to other places, big box bridal stores, and get a dress for two ninety nine, but it's not gonna look anywhere close or have the beading or or the material that you're gonna get from this dress. I mean the dresses that we're we're buying the beading on it is triple knotted which is huge because that means when you dance or when you move the beads aren't going to fall out anywhere the, the you know this boning the structure in this dress you're not going to have to buy a corset you know a lot of them have built-in bustiers like you're going to look bad just putting on the dress and when you go buy a dress at one of these big box stores or from overseas you're not getting the structural integrity of a dress you're getting the, you know, if you're a size two and you are, you know, you can wear anything, basically you could wear a sheet. You, yeah, go ahead and do that. I think that's a really great idea, especially if you're trying to save money. But if you have any types of curves or if you're looking, you know, to have that Kim Kardashian silhouette, do yourself a favor and invest in, in a good dress. Um, because it, it's, you're not like you're not going to be happy with the outcome if you try and cut corners that way um there was one other thing that i was going to say oh to your point about just you know knockoff dresses and things like that we work really closely with a lot of a lot of designers um a lot of the high-end well-known designers they're huge advocates and really do their part to try and help brides and really just in general like overall like help women understand get these companies out of business who are trying to sell knockoff dresses knockoff Vera wings knockoff justin alexander's because it's not only hurting the designers but it's also hurting the customers and so when you see a you know justin alexander dress on a chinese website for you know three hundred dollars i mean they're using that photo from justin alexander and so you're thinking that you're getting that dress. And so a lot of designers, you know, they, they're big champions and they do a lot of lobbying to help to really shut down those websites. Cause it, it's at the end of the day, it's not fair to the bride um, because she's the one that's getting screwed. I agree. Yeah. So I'm not even going to um, ask this question cause you pretty much already answered the question um, about how much it costs. Like I know that you mentioned that, you know, you have dresses for the frugal rides out there. Um, but like, I guess like, what is your range or yeah. like, what's like the highest yeah. ballpark range? Yeah. So, um, our highest rental is around $3,500. So when you're renting a dress for $3,500, that dress is going to cost you retail around like eight or 9,000. So right now, I mean, we're still pretty new. So we only have a handful of those dresses. Um, that's the goal is to be able to, you know, you know, have different, you know, I think of like Ralph Lauren. So Ralph Lauren has different, you know, mm-hmm. he has Polo, he has Ralph, he has the black label, blue label, he has all these different for different price points or like Michael Kors too. And so like, you know, we have dresses for if you, if you're a bride and your budget is $20,000, if you can get that $20,000 dress and rent that for five grand, 
I promise you, you're going to do it. Oh yeah. You're not doing it because you don't have the money. You're doing it because you probably are some type of like socialite and you're already getting a lot of free couture things. So you're used to getting high end stuff for cheap, if not free. So you don't mind putting $5,000 on something that you're going to, that you would pay 20 grand for because you know you're only going to wear it once. Now, right now, our focus is on brides. Our, our average rental right now is about $950. Um, and a $950 dress is going to cost you probably retail around, say, about $3,500. So you're, you know, it, it varies. So we have brides who, you know, if they come in with a budget of, you know, $1,500 to $2,000. We can get them out the door, not only with their dress, but with their veil and with their accessories. Um, one thing that we haven't touched on, and I know we'll probably touch on it a little bit, is one of the main questions that we get are, okay, well, if I'm purchasing or if I'm renting a dress, how is that dress going to fit me? Is it going to be, you know, just kind of like an off the rack? Is it going to be like, you know, it fits me how it fits me or what's that process? So all of our dresses are custom um, custom fitted for that specific bride. So we have an amazing alterations manager and she, the bride usually meets with her one to two times. Um, and we make sure that that dress, that bride feels super confident, super sexy. That dress fits her perfectly and, and fits her like it was a dress that she purchased. Wow. I love that. And I mean, although I'm frugal, like I would definitely rent a dress that was originally 3500 for 900 like mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. that's like and it's like a high-end dress and i'm gonna look beautiful and all my hair look bad yes like that's <laughs> all <laughs> i mean technically we only wear our wedding dress once you right. know there's very few people who actually wear it again you know oh, if they yeah. do like a vow renewal you know a lot of times but the dress is much more i guess what's the word it's like one and done. Like, yeah. Do it. And, and it also, renting your dress also opens you up to be able to have two dresses. Exactly. Um, we see that all mm -hmm. the time. We see girls that come in, they're like, girl, I want a badass dress to walk down the aisle, and then I want a dress that I can dance to. And they're mm -hmm. two completely different dresses. And for their budget of $3,000, they can get their two dream dresses and their accessories and their veil. And they are out the door and happy. And so it's, it opens up the door to so many different possibilities, whether that's, you know, we have gorgeous, you know, corsets that are just like studded in, in crystals and we have capes and we have all kinds of things that you can add to your dress to, to make it your own. And you can do that um, without having to spend, you know, five, $6,000. I love that. That's up my alley. All the way. It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> so are rental gowns similar to consignment gowns? Um, no, not at all. Um, we, as I mentioned, so we make sure that we carefully curate about anywhere from 125 to about 175 is kind of like our sweet spot uh, of gowns in our boutique at a time. And if a, if, a, if a dress isn't moving, then we take it off the floor and we either donate it to, you know, Brides for a Cure or a different organization, um, or we will um, 
give it away. Just, it just depends on like what, what we do, but we want to make sure that we have inventory that is fresh, is beautiful, is, you know, brand new. Now we don't always, so we do attend uh, bridal fashion week in New York and we go to the different bridal markets, but we are really, really careful at, um, carrying dresses that we just see straight off the runway or in magazines, because those dresses most likely won't look good on your average bride that we were talking about. And so we make sure that, you know, all of our purchasing decisions are data driven. Uh, they're driven based on what our brides are telling us and the information that we're collecting from them. And we really make sure that we know and understand, you know, right now our focus is on, the greater Atlanta area. And so we know who that bride is in the greater Atlanta area, whether or not she's, you know, on her second marriage is she on her first marriage? Is she, you know, from Cobb County? Is she from Bankhead? Like we know who that Atlanta bride is and we have something for them. <laughs> I love it. Cause there is a difference. <laughs> you said Bankhead. Bankhead bride. Bankhead Bride definitely has one look, and the Alpharetta Bride has another one. Like, yeah, and hey, we have something for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> so, what is the difference between Lane London and some of the other rental gown shops? However, you mentioned in the beginning that you're the only brick and mortar in the United States. I love saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Female, black owned. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I try all the time to find, I just want to find like one or two, you know, and just like to be able to say, Oh, how are you doing? Like, you know, how, like how's business? I mean, they're not out there. There's a few, what bothers me the most is like when you do, um, a Google search, all of these big boutiques, I mean, really any boutique they put into their tags, rental wedding dresses. So if a bride puts in wedding dress rentals, you know, now we're a little bit higher on the search because we have over 150 reviews and we're at an actual rental boutique, but mm -hmm. you're still getting, you know, these big box retailers and these, these companies who are spending, you know, thousands of dollars on, on ad spend. But um, for the few that are out there, they're more similar to kind of like how you're saying, like those consignment gowns or those gowns that have, you know, or from, you know, 2018, 2019, that they're just not moving and they've decided to try and, you know, rent those out. You know, they haven't even, a lot of times it's dresses that haven't even, have left the $99 rack and gone to a rental rack or are on a rack somewhere that are on clearance. But if someone comes in and asks for rentals, they're like, send them, they send them to that rack. And so we are, our primary source of revenue is wedding dress rentals. And so I, that's why I solely consider us, we are the only wedding dress rental boutique. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, I think we'll start to see that change a little bit, um, but I don't know. It just, the industry has to evolve. The type of people who own these bridal shops, you know, just, I guess, don't see that as a uh, form of revenue or for a way to, you know, bring in a new customer base. So I am happy with that. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> but, but I will say, but I will say we do work really closely with a few bridal boutique, traditional bridal boutiques in the Atlanta area 
who get tons of women, sometimes even, you know, once or twice a week, they have women calling them, asking them if they rent wedding dresses. And we do, they refer them to us and we have a referral program where we work specifically with them. Um, because what that does is, although they don't rent dresses, instead of telling the bride, no, we don't rent dresses, you're, you know, shit out of luck, they can send them to us. And, you know, they're, you know, providing a resource to the bride, but then they're also providing a sale to us. And in turn, we compensate that boutique. So it's kind of a win-win for all three parties. Nice. I love that. Well, to take it home, what would you tell a newly engaged girl that hasn't begun gown shopping? Um, to breathe. That's, that's the first thing. <laughs> to breathe. <laughs> And then I would tell her to put your phone down. <laughs> don't, uh, if you find yourself scrolling through the night on Pinterest and Instagram, don't just stop. It'll, it'll be okay. But really just breathe and don't overwhelm yourself and listen to your heart. So I think a lot of times, and I mentioned this before, like they bring in the whole entourage, they bring in everyone and they're going to multiple boutiques and, you know, your, you know, your cousin twice removed, she loves how this dress would look on her, but she's not getting married and she's trying to force you to get it because that's what she thinks would look good on her. You know, it's, so you have all of these different opinions. And so at the end of the day, like trust your heart, you know, you won't hurt anyone's feelings if you tell them, you know, Hey, I, you know, I want to kind of go on my own and try on dresses and then I'll bring everyone else. Um, for that reason, we did create an appointment where brides can come in during the week. Um, and it's called an, I'm just looking appointment. And that's for brides who are just newly engaged or, you know, just don't have a lot of time or don't want to come with a lot of people. They can come by themselves. They can get their measurements taken. They can try on as many dresses as they want. Um, and then they, you know, if they do want to come back um, with everybody, they can do that and say, Hey, I came before. These are the five dresses that I found that I think I like, you know, I, if you want to give your opinion, yeah, but I'm choosing one of these. So like, you know, Figure it out for yourself. Figure out what works for you, not everyone else. And select a dress that makes you feel confident and sexy. And think about, okay, when I'm walking down the aisle to my man, am I going to feel the, like the confident and sexy woman that I want to be as I'm walking down the aisle to this person that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life? You don't want to have to worry about, you know, sucking in too much or, you know, is are the beads falling off my dress or, you know, like all, all these things. Like you want to feel confident and sexy and just have fun, dance the night away and, and feel great and not feel like after your wedding, oh crap, you know, now I have $5,000 on my credit card that I have to pay off for this dress. Um, you know, financial literacy is something really big that we're starting to focus on more and more as we expand our business. But I think a lot of times, you know, women and, and even their fiancés, they want to give them, you know, that dream dress and, and um, going into debt, over 70% of couples go into some form of debt while they're planning their wedding. And so um, if we can play our part to uh, decrease that number, um, I am you know, more than happy to, to do that and to be able to spread the word about uh, Lane London, about this option. And um, yeah, just keep doing what we're doing. Dania and I are both just like, so thrilled. I mean, I know Tania is just taking mental notes, of course. So I am. I like the option about the, I'm just looking. Yeah. And so going through like the gown shopping experience with Ashley and my cousin and actually another friend as well, I was just like, you know, 
like I love the fact that you can bring all your family members, you know, and you know, like all and like all your close friends. But I think I would want to go by myself in the very beginning and then have everyone come in. So I love that you have that option, you know, in your mm -hmm. shop. Yeah. And I think a lot of stores don't do that because I mean, most of the time, not even most, I won't say most of the time because actually thinking about it now, a lot of sales just close on those appointments, but we didn't start those appointments trying to make money. We started those appointments because we wanted brides to feel comfortable. Like it's, it's very intimidating going into a boutique. First of all, you're on yeah. crunch. If you don't have the budget that they're looking for, you know, you're, they basically act like you're wasting their time. And so we, we created the appointment with the intentions of, you know, not making money, but letting you get your feet wet in the whole yeah. and, le and at least asking questions. Like you've seen, you know, all these dresses on online and on social media, but to be able to like come in and touch and feel and see what a mermaid really looks like on your body and, and, you know, understand kind of like the different fabrics, you know, as you're wedding outside, you might not want this fabric. Is it inside? You don't want this one, like things like that. It's hard to kind of ask those questions and kind of divulge all that information when you're in an appointment with, you know, you and your six closest people and you only have an hour and the person's, you know, working off of commission and they're more worried about, you know, what your budget is and things like that. And so we've found a lot of women really like that, like you're saying, like it, it just mm -hmm. gives them kind of like peace of mind. And like I said, we have brides who do that and they don't plan on coming in and saying yes to a dress, but they try it on. They're like done. I just want to get this over with. And, and, and to that point, real, really quickly, I think women have changed over the years. Um, you know, just within the last 10 years, I mean, we're badass women. Like, we're working. Like, you know, we're on a, you're on the front lines of, you know, this epidemic. And, like, you know, we, ha we don't have time to, like, sit there and, like, make scrapbooks of, like, what dresses we want. And, and you know, uh, right. you know go to six boutiques in one day or in one weekend. And we don't got time for that. We're trying to rule the world. And so if a bride, if it's easier for her to come in on, you know, her, her lunch break on a Wednesday – try on dresses, say yes to the dress and be done with it and move on to the next part of her planning, then so be it. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. And I think a lot of places, a lot of boutiques have to evolve and understand that those traditional appointments aren't for everybody. And there are some brides and a lot of times they have even bigger budgets because they are badass bosses making their own money and they can come in on their, on, on a Wednesday and find their dress in, in an hour and drop, you know, two grand and, and they're done. That's it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you love that too. That's great. Uh -huh. And quick question, how did you come up with the name Ling London? Yeah, it, it's actually, so we, uh, it's a question. It's, it's really funny cause it's not like uh, there's no one answer. Um, okay. <laughs> we always, we always like try and figure out, okay, so what's the response? What's the PR response that we're going to answer this question? So my name's obviously London. Um, and Lane is, I want to say, what did she call it? An anagram of her, her last name Gaines, which I don't really oh. understand because I don't know, maybe my brain doesn't function that way. But she came up with Lane London because she was like, yeah, Lane is an anagram of my, of my last name Gaines. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, but it sounds great. <laughs> so we, we tested it with uh, a few groups and, and then we decided I spell my name L-U-N-D-Y-N, but we, we just tested it and it tested better spelling it like London, England. 
um, it just looked better also. And uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it just worked out. We've we've contemplated making up some random story about it's like you know, oh, it's my middle name, or I don't know, or it's like my grandmother's name, or yeah, <laughs> down the road, my, you know, this podcast may be found when we're you know billionaires and we have offices all over the. Over <laughs> like, well, you said back in twenty twenty, <laughs> and I'm going to blame that on COVID. Uh, no but I like the name yeah yeah thank you I mean we get great it just flows really well yeah it does thank you it feels very high end too yeah yeah that's how I was like like it could have been like her grandmother's name or you know like (laughs) I know (laughs) both of us are so bad at like lying and so, like, if I tried to tell a story like that, it would be like, yeah, she's bullshitting. <laughs> but our, um, our, our branding, our director of brand, she uh, used to work for Condé Nast. So, like, if you look at our logo, it's very, like, Vogue looking, um, like the magazine. And so, I, yeah, I love it. It just, just feels rich and high end and, like, you know, not when you think of like a wedding dress rental, like we really, it's, it's more of a cyclical economy, uh-huh. you know, really introducing a whole new concept to people. The renting piece is kind of just the introduction to people kind of getting their feet wet with doing something different when it comes to the wedding. And like you said, it's black owned. So mm-hmm. y'all support. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that the website also is, Gorgeous. Black owned. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no. that was that was really important for us. I mean, we we get website experts all the time emailing us, telling us that oh, your website could be optimized better, and like, and we're just like, no, yeah, <laughs> like no, we're good it's, for what we're for where we're at right now and in the stage that we're at. It serves its purpose. We want people to see our real brides and that's it. You know, it's, it's optimized as much as it needs to be and people will get it. Yeah. And, you know, they'll share the word referrals and, and just telling others about us are, are our greatest uh, referral source right now. And so we're good. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Well, we're not going to let you go just yet. We're going to get into unsolicited advice. Um, <laughs> and this is the part of the episode where I provide advice to the brides or brides-to-be out there, sometimes vendors, but mostly brides-to-be um, that they didn't ask for because that happens when you get engaged. Um, and this week, my advice is you do not have to sweat for the wedding If you want to, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. If you want to sweat for the bachelorette, (laughs) you know, like, before this whole COVID thing, (laughs) that's what I was doing. (laughs) I didn't care about the wedding. So just feel fine. Like, it's completely up to you. Your fiancé proposed to you as you were, as the size that you are. If you feel like you need to shed a few pounds, then do that. But do not feel pressured by any means to lose weight for your wedding. Trust me. That is all. You can go to Lane London, find a gorgeous gown in your size, girl. Like, you were fine. 
you do not need to make yourself crazy, starving yourself, juicing, eating air and crackers. <laughs> like, you don't have to do all that. So that's my advice for this week. <laughs> and get yourself a bad photographer yes. so they can get all of your right angles. And those Photoshop. <laughs> that's true that's true good advice that's so true. thank you, you. alright so we are moving on to the wedding vendor love so usually I usually ask you know Ashley um, to go first however today I'm going to ask London <laughs> to go first yeah, so um, we've had the privilege within the last couple of years to work with some really amazing vendors. But one that I wanted to highlight, and I'm a little biased because she's also our alterations manager, is Miss Nancy Yan. She's also the owner of Neo Classic Designs. Um, she is a badass florist. So she takes it's super cool. She mixes silk flowers with real flowers to give brides the wow factor of, you know, spending thousands of dollars on, on flowers, but she incorporates the fake silk flowers. So for instance, she'll take, you know, white roses, so fresh white roses, and then she'll incorporate those with other silk flowers. And it's insane. Like you can't tell the difference. It's one of the most genius things ever. So not only is she our alterations manager, um, she's, she's really a Jill of all trades because she's also a photographer um, and shoots a lot of photos for us, but she makes these bouquets. She was worked with, you know, all types of weddings from, you know, half a million dollar weddings all the way down to the budget savvy brides. Um, I definitely recommend people reach out to her. She's on Instagram at Neoclassic Designs One. Tell her that London from Lane London sent you. Um, and yeah, so she actually did say, I talked to her before this, that uh, any brides of who I do that uh, reach out to her on DM on Instagram, she will give you 20% off of your orders. So um, make sure you reach out to her and tell her that you heard about her on who I do. Ooh. Nice. Look at us. <laughs> 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 no, for real. That's awesome. Please head that way, guys. Like, yeah. Get this in your life, everybody. I am here for it. I'm over here looking at her Instagram right now. You and can't. You're right. You. No, no. I, like, I would have never been able to tell that these were not real. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It, it's really cool. I mean, Cause you think about it. I mean, flowers cost a lot of money. So for my, for my wedding, we just did baby's breath. And so we ordered it from Sam's club a couple of days before. Here's a little tip too. We ordered it from Sam's club online a couple of days before the wedding. And then when everyone came in town, we all just sat there and hung out and put the baby's breath together. I carried, I carried white roses with the baby's breath, but you know, the groomsmen and everyone else, they just had baby's breath. It was gorgeous. And so, you know, why not do the same thing if you're going to have flowers? Why are you going to spend – flowers are so expensive. So why are you going to spend thousands of dollars on something that's going to go bad by the end of the day? Um, yeah. Don't rent your dress and then spend thousands of dollars on flowers. Rent your dress, use Nancy at Neoclassic Designs, and then go find you a badass photographer. <laughs> that's, that's the smart thing to do. Yes. This is gorgeous. 
Yes. All right. It's my turn, isn't it, Tania? Yes, ma'am. Okie dokie. Um, makeup artist based out of New Jersey. Juicy looks underscore MUA is her Instagram. Her name is Abby, but she is really, really good. A very kind of classic beat, not too, too dramatic, but if you kind of want, you know, a little more drama, she can do that. But I like that you kind of scroll through her feed and you can see kind of a variety of complexions, a variety of ages. And so I think that's something you really need to take into account when you're looking for a makeup artist because you could be, you know, like a fair-skinned person and the person you are really admiring does a lot of, like, more darker girls. And it's like, okay, well, is she going to be able to do my makeup just as well and vice versa? So Juicy Looks underscore M-U-A. That is Abby, um, based in North Brunswick, New Jersey, but I'm sure she travels and is across the kind of New York, Jersey, probably Philly area. So that's my vendor. Nice. Um, So this week I have a a photo booth rental company. Um, However, their experience is is a little bit different. Um, They provide an interactive experience. And so uh, they have like a touchscreen monitor. So you can walk up to the monitor, you know, pick your poses, pick your props. And it actually lets you know like when to pose or when to smile. Um, And so I ran into them at a bridal um uh, yeah expo there you go there you go (laughs) for a long day um a bridal expo and um i thought it was pretty cool so i do not know the owner's name but you can find them on instagram at limelight experience or you can find them on the limelightexperience.com very cool i have one more that i would love to share with you guys and you had mentioned i think by the time this airs, your podcast about having kids at the wedding would already have already aired if it hasn't. But mm-hmm. um, one vendor that I wanted to highlight, she's a good friend of mine. We met in the uh, startup scene here in Atlanta. Her company is called Usit. It's uh, on-demand babysitting. Uh, so she's ba- they're based here, um, and they use vetted college students. Um, they're look they're in Atlanta, but they also just launched in Tampa also. So they use vetted college students to uh, babysit on demand, and it's not just babysitting. It's they teach um, you know different subjects. Some of them do um, play instruments, and will teach your your kids instruments. But she's launched um, a wedding a babysitting part of her company, where if you don't want to have kids at your wedding. You can either have them all at a house somewhere and you can have a USIT babysitter or two watching those kids, or you can have, you know, an area at your wedding where you have the kids a part of part of it. And then, you know, maybe for the reception when all parents want to, you know, get down, they can have all the kids go into the kid zone or area. And so um, I actually helped her kind of launch that uh, part and kind of understand kind of 
what were some of the needs and things that uh, brides would probably ask for um, if they had a babysitter, babysitter at their wedding. But I think that's a really good option and alternative. If you don't want to just say, you know, no, don't bring your kids. You can say, yes, you can bring your kids and we'll have babysitters on demand. Um, but I think that's something really neat and, and different. And that's also something that you can have if you save money on your wedding dress, you can, um, you know, have a babysitter at your wedding for all your friends who you love, but they have those badass kids that you don't want to bring them. She's on Instagram. It's usit, U-S-I-T underscore app, or you can find her at usit.com. I love yes. it. That is such a great service. Yes. It really, really is. <laughs> Who wants kids at their wedding? Honestly. I do. <laughs> you and only you. <laughs> or like people that, um, like I, I have a friend who is engaged and she has a daughter and she's like, yeah, um, my child will be the only person, like the only kid at my wedding. Like, uh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I, I want my little cousins there, you know, because I, I mean, because they're actually going to be in the wedding. So I want them to enjoy because when you get them out, out <laughs> on the dance floor, they're so oh, yeah. cute. It is cute. It's cute. They have one or two. For the yeah. <laughs> they're so that cute. And they're so like little baby hills. <laughs> so. That makes so much sense for you, Zania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you and follow like claim London and like go to the store and please provide yeah. all the details. All, all the goods. So you can find us online on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, um, Lane, L-A-I-N-E underscore London. Um, so you can find us there. Um, our boutique is actually in Chambly, Georgia. So we are right inside the perimeter in between Brookhaven and uh, Dorville. Our address is 5400 New Peachtree Road in Chambly. Um, if you know where the uh, DeKalb Airport is, we're right over there. So come say hi. We are there um, usually Monday through Friday, but we are appointment only. So if you want to make an appointment, you can do so online. You can DM us if you have any questions or if you want to make an appointment, or if you just want to send a bride to us that, you know, is looking for a dress, but she may not necessarily, well, if you want to keep her from buying that dress from China, just send her to us, do her a favor and send her to us. But um, you can also find me on email um, london l-u-n-d-y-n at lanelondon.com i love hearing from people love hearing ideas and um, new concepts and yeah just reach out to us awesome tania i'll let you take another break and you can find us at hueido.com <laughs> you can find us on twitter instagram facebook and linkedin at hueidowed and our email is hueidoed at gmail.com, or you could just go to our website and fill out our contact form if you want to come on the show or if you have any comments or questions or anything like that. And you can find us on Instagram mostly. I'm on Twitter, but to me it's not really. And our handles are in our Instagram bio, the Who I Do Instagram bio. 
instead of me trying to spell things out. <laughs> just get that, just go, just click, you can find us there. Um, and while you're there, please rate, comment, share, especially on iTunes. We are trending in Ghana, which is <laughs> the <laughs> weirdest thing to me. Um, I have no idea how we're trending in Ghana, but continue to trend. <laughs> so I was excited to hear that. And my dad, like, he was super excited because, you know, um, we're Liberian. So, you know, we're neighboring, you know. So, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, please give us more, like, uh, comments and likes and all of those good things so we can, you know, provide more opportunities for ourselves, vendors, brides, and um, everyone around. I mean, we have have a five-star rating right now on iTunes, which is good. We should continue. We just only have 15 ratings. Let's let's, let's do more, guys. Anyway, London, it was so great having you on tonight. Thanks Um, for having me. This was great. Yes, thank you. When this whole pandemic is over i am <laughs> coming in the store i know tania wants to come too mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna get a head start <laughs> exactly because i still need my jacksonville dress or not jack yeah. well yeah my florida reception dress so because that's ooh, <laughs> seven eight months away we'll be here before i know it oh, yeah. so for sure well i got thank <laughs> thank you thank you so much hopefully this won't be the last time you're on the show but um we will let you have the rest of your evening back okay okay all right awesome. have a good night. Awesome. bye have a good night.